Walt Disney was once quoted as saying, The way to get started is to quit talking and start doing. Well, you know what, Walt? We're going to do both. Welcome to We're Over Here Now. Because we're over here now, and it's an adventure podcast. tell joe's here too could you just tell us what your new year's resolution is quickly it's pretty easy to do more traveling okay yeah where's your where's your first destination uh well it's back to texas and then (laughs) traveling more traveling back and forth from texas in here (laughs) (laughs) yeah but now after that it's vegas but yeah i gotta go babe Okay, New Year's resolution. Love you. In Back the to books. T- <laughs> More traveling. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Love you, Cass. All right, so that was our first uh, first little uh, boop boop. We beep got boop. traveling. Traveling. All right, Texas again. <laughs> Vegas. Every time I think of traveling to Texas, it's always like. I always think of the Western, old Western movies, like they the wagon train. Yeah. That's funny. Um, let me know if you want to call somebody over here. Um, I'm going to make a few phone calls. We're just going to check in and see what uh, everybody's New Year's resolution is. Joe, what's your New Year's resolution? Uh, my New Year's resolution is uh, I, I want to do more for my body. Uh, I want to do get back into yoga is, is my resolution for 2023. Um, I want to, I want to, it, it revitalizes your, your mind. You make better, better decision-making skills. Um, I'm looking forward to, uh, to all that. And they say that nature is great. So maybe doing yoga in nature, maybe that's going to be, maybe I can find like a nice. We're doing yoga at the birdhouse. Really? On Monday nights. I convinced the girl that works there who does them. (laughs) That's great. I love it. Hello. Hey, Spencer. It's Britley. Hi, Britt. Hey, um, I'm just doing a little podcast thing and calling up uh, my buddies to see what their New Year's resolution is, if you want to partake. I think, yeah. Um, I'll give, give me some time. I haven't put much thought into it. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's here, too. Just, so just, just say it on the top of your head. Just let's, Top let's of my go. head. Yeah, let's go. What What do you want to be better out of this year? What's your res What's your resolution? I want to be better at uh, social interactions. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. <laughs> okay. How does that How does that work? Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna figure that one out. Okay. All right. I love it. Social interactions. I thought. I think you're pretty good at social inter- interactions. We socialize. Yeah, well, yeah. I guess. <laughs> awesome. What are you getting into today? Uh, hanging out with Trapper. Ow! Don't punch me in the face. Trapper. He's a puncher. Yeah, he is. Cute. All right. We'll have fun with Trapper. We'll catch you later. All right. Have a good day, you guys. You too.
Later, Spence. Bye. Later. Bye. Ah, so to inter- have better interactions. That's great. Calling Tom Hathaway. He knows that you're going to answer? Okay. And it's Tom. Hello, hello. Tommy, happy new year. Happy new year. Happy new year. So we're, Happy New Year. We're just doing uh, a We're Over Here Now podcast. Uh, just do it going over our friends' New Year's, new 2023 New Year's resolutions. So what do, what do you got on the docket? Are you currently casting? We are currently casting. Got it. I did not know that. All right. Um, so yeah, no, I... we, but we're not we're not live, so it'll be we can edit if you if you okay. like. All right. Uh, yeah, I don't think that I'm going to yeah. make it to January, the end of January with that resolution. All right. Um, no, uh, mine is pretty simple. So it's going to be dry January because uh, Shelby and I, our, our real resolution for Shelby and I is we want to have a kid this year. So Heck yes. we're just kind of we're just kind of uh, engaging in behavior that will best optimize us for being able to have a kid. Yes. Already putting yourselves in good positions to be good parents. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, the, you know, when you're you really shouldn't drink when you're pregnant. I think everyone knows that. Um, and kind of getting ahead on that is not the worst idea in the world. So yeah, we're just exactly trying to put ourselves in a place where, yeah, it'll be us ready to want to have a kid. That's so wonderful. That's, that's what we want. I love it, dude. I, and I, I like Godspeed on that one, man. Like that's going to be, I love it. I'm so excited. I like, it's, I'm a great babysitter. I don't I like. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, Britt actually has the, a recipe. Joe, I, I, I would not have believed that up until you met uh, Britt. <laughs> <laughs> I did lead a wildlife. Um, but uh, Britt actually has a great recipe for a non-alcoholic martini. Uh, that Ooh. is delicious. Yeah, we went to a sober karaoke party last night, and I... I got to make one of the drinks and yeah. Uh, and uh, very nice. Yeah. Well, so I'll text you the recipe. Yeah. And it's can... a hit for martini drinkers, dirty martini drinkers. It's not so much as for people who hate olives. Yeah. Who didn't like martinis. <laughs> got it. Like... I'm not, I'm not, I actually despise olives. Shelby <laughs> would love that though. <laughs> <laughs> but I can, I can, I can uh, have all the seltzer water with a, uh, uh, dash of bitters for a while. So and they make you know blue carousel. They make, uh, yes. They make a non-alcoholic version that has no liqueur in it at all, and it just it just turns every drink that you make into it looks like you got it at uh, ten forward in Star Trek: The Next Generation. Got it. <laughs> it That's just cool. Turns everything I... blue. Blue Curacao, I will admit, is one of those things where it's like, I would rather just have water. Uh, I agree. I really? agree with that one. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm, that, the Blue Curacao, just, uh, it's the kid in me. Like, <laughs> it's, it's the part of the, sugar, it's the part of me that's, that loves high C ecto coolers. Joe, Joe, is it that you like the curacao or do you like the fact that it always has an umbrella in that drink oh I, <laughs> the little umbrellas were always yeah those were always great i would put them in behind my ear after i had one yeah and then after you have the second it would go behind the second ear but then after the third you're just running out of ears so <laughs> yeah. now you're just putting them in other but, people's ears 
Yeah, I'm just I'm just excited for a lot of tea and kombucha in the coming weeks. I'll just put it that way. Oh yeah, tea and kombucha are really good. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. A little and I kombucha I'll with some be, sparkling water is. Like, yeah. Well, I'll be flying through seltzer water as well. That's <laughs> whenever I have a dry period, I just I probably drink about a gallon of seltzer water a day. <laughs> you you might need to WebMD to make sure that that is a like what uh how much uh too many bubbles. How many bubbles are have, too many bubbles? How many bubbles are too many bubbles? <laughs> yeah. Uh the WebMD is just sort of like should just say like relax you are, you will die at some point probably not right now. That's what WebMD's <laughs> article should all say. Uh... <laughs> Just like, <laughs> did you mean toxic plasmosis? It's like, no, I meant, did, do I drink too much bubbly water? Every every single WebMD should have a hyperlink at the very top of the page for panic attacks and anxiety. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did this 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 article may have induced panic atta- panic attacks and anxiety? <laughs> so here's a here's a quick link. If you're starting to feel it from reading this, whatever you just diagnosed yourself with. Oh, God. The amount of times at, like, 19 years old, I was convinced I had, like, the type of cancer that only 80-year-olds have <laughs> because I, like, smoked a joint and felt a little weird and checked WebMD. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, somehow you're like, I have, I have the brittle bone cancer. I have the bird bone yeah. cancer. You're like, no, Tom, it's just this this joint was really strong, bro. Makes you <laughs> makes you feel like you have bird bone cancer. This strain is called leukemia. <laughs> <laughs> Do you smoke some of that fibromyalgia? <laughs> All right, Tommy, we got we got a call, Miss Shannon. Right. I know I, you got you probably got a lot of calls we to love, go through. We love but yeah, you, dude. like this is to put a cap on it. Um yeah, just Happy My brain's bush today, but it's just great talking to both of you. Happy New Year, man. We love yeah. you. Happy, Happy New Year. New and Year. Uh, have a good, yeah, have a great uh, New Year's Day. And remember, everyone, uh, weed doesn't count for dry January. That's right. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're doing a dry California, fo- you're doing a forest I'm, fire January. Oh, in, we're, I'm, I'm going to pick up edibles as soon as I get off the Cali floor. dry. <laughs> Cali exactly. Dry. Is that Cali dry? Someone said, Everybody nowadays are so Cali sober, and I'm going to be Wisconsin sober. Which is drunk. <laughs> Which is drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Wisconsin sober is you have to start your car with a breathalyzer because you got a DUI. Yeah, yes. and, and you're probably, you probably have somebody else breathing into it. Just so. Yeah, exactly. It's going to work. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Love you, Tommy. All right. All right. Talk to you later. Your, Bye. Your kid has to breathe in to start your car. Yeah, that's, right. that's, <laughs> that's Wisconsin sober. <laughs> All right. Take care. Bye. And we have Miss Shannon's ready. Okay. Whenever you Ms. are. Miss Shannon. Yes. This is Shannon. Shannon, it's Hi. Joe and Britt. Hello. <laughs> uh, how are you doing? It's great to see oh, you I'm good. last night. Hell, yeah, thanks for coming to hang out. Yeah, we appreciated it. That was such a cool. fun show. I love you girls. Like that's oh, you guys that was really fun. You guys yeah. No, we fun. appreciate you. 
I mean, you know how it is when you've been doing comedy as long as we have, like trying to like switch it up and do something that is a little fresh for people, but not like completely disrupting what the expectation is about what they get when they come to a comedy show. That's kind of a fine line. So exactly. Mm -hmm. You can't just give Minnesotans, hey, we're. We're going to try Himalayan food. They're like, I don't know. It's spicy. <laughs> well, I think even just American comedy audience just have kind of an idea of mm-hmm. this is what comedy does and humor is packaged in this particular way. And it's either straightforward, like slapstick, neuro, t- uh, 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 like typical standard comedy. Sorry, I'm making lunch for my son at the same time. Um, so... <laughs> He's all like bratwurst mom. So it's either that or it when it is disrupted, it can be disrupted in a very particular way. So they'll do certain sto- styles of like performance art type thing. But if it's too weird, they're like, we don't get it. Or you can go the opposite where it's attractive people saying really mean, like, like mean, like terrible things they're okay with that so as long as it's yeah it it can be yeah you know like that's because it's not my style i know a lot of people like it like the always sunny in philadelphia things like horrible people and you're okay with it because the entire show is based upon horrible people doing horrible things and then having horrible things happen to them so they're like then it's okay to laugh at them because they're terrible um but there's terrible people that you don't want anything good to happen to them anyway so when bad things happen you're like see um which is just not something i find enjoyable because i don't like watching people who are supposed to be terrible um do stuff it makes me uncomfortable but i get why other people like it so it's human nature for them to like it but i yeah i don't like that we like it yeah i'm all like i don't want to get base my enjoyment upon watching terrible people like so no just don't be terrible but, but i watched well, the it. heck out of three seasons of love is blind so i know but oh. i saw i i know exactly what you're talking about it's like you don't <laughs> you don't want to watch the terrible people but you can't stop watching the terrible people right and it's all things. like why are we honoring this terribleness yes. is kind of how i feel sometimes and and i can't but i'm also the kind of person that can't watch certain um sitcoms because even though it's a fictional character, I still feel like too much empathy for them. So I'm just like, ouch, oh, no, Lucy, don't do that. Ricky's going to flip out. You know, like, <laughs> like, so, so since I, and I know that's me, that's, that's an out of the norm. Most people are totally fine watching that. They can like distance themselves from it because it's, you know, it's fiction. But I'm just like, oh, she feels like a friend and something bad happened to her. So no. Um, uh-huh. So I just, so I have to uh, put that kind of stuff in doses too, which is probably why I spend a lot of my my comedy stuff is like comic book related, where it's all like, okay, it's easier if it's an action movie that also has jokes. I don't know if it's just my brain can distance with that better or, or what. So I don't know. Like I said, I know it's me, not the industry, not the other. I know I'm in the minority of, oh, I feel so bad for them. <laughs> so now, yeah, I, that's just me. I get I get way too. I empathize way too much with movies and TV shows. I will cry mm. at everything. Oh, everything. Yeah. But mm-hmm. then if you try to make people cry with a movie, like I am waterworks. I'm like, <laughs> I, I, like, like almost like, like, what did I miss? I just cried for an hour and a half. Like it's, oh. I didn't see anything. I was just. You're mm. the target demographic. That's I, fair. I lost like... my shit at up. 
Oh my god! I had to watch oh, it like I had to, sad. I had to watch yeah. up a second time just to watch what I missed when I was crying. <laughs> yeah, there's lots of stuff happening in Up that is like makes you want to waterworks, and then you're like, oh, but him and his friend, the dog that they made talk, and just, there's a lot. That's a very emotional film, so I don't hold it against you but, for crying. If you're like watching. You know, Eminem commercials and tearing up. Then I'd be like, okay, we need to check your no, I, hormones and your testosterone. But there's a um, Pepsi yeah. commercial that they played over Christmas that gets me, and I can't even watch it. It's the guy. <laughs> the guy's making. He's oh, he's no. cooking in the kitchen, and oh, his mom supposed to make you cry. The yeah. mom mm-hmm. is like standing over him, like pointing to her watch like they're coming soon and then like everybody shows up and he like shows them how beautiful the turkey is and she he's standing next to mom and then it like pans over and and she's she's not there yeah yes I can't they knew that 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 was gonna make somebody miserable like they did that intentional but they're all like his his fictitious wife passed away from some illness like of course or fictitious mom it had nothing to do with pepsi nothing it just was like extra like like emotionally charged stuff because they're like this will work and you're like yeah i am thirsty and need some caffeine and caramel so you to cry into my pepsi it it could have been a kleenex commercial and that would have worked it could have been like it's uh but like pepsi's like a good idea for a kleenex commercial make something really emotional and be like need a kleenex (laughs) yeah they always talk about when we're sick it's like oh hey it's got all this aloe for your nose <laughs> it's all about it's all about my demographic, but at the same time, I will cry at stupid movies. I cried at Made in Manhattan, that Jennifer Lopez is a maid movie. I cried oh, at that, okay. where it's like, oh, why can't she just be happy being a maid? Aww. Aww. <laughs> I'm trying to think the last movie that I cried at. Like, I I get teared up at those. Like the old school Mighty Ducks where the guy, the person yep. gives the speech about everybody, we got to band together. Not like that, that groundswell of emotion that that catches me a lot. The flying V you know? gets me a little teary. Yeah. Where I'm just like, oh, look, they all work together and they're this and they're that. Quack. It's like, come on, Quack. guys. Right. Quack. You know, that's the Quack. I those things just, yeah, those kind of things do catch me like where I'm just like, ah, and then like I'm trying to think like. You know, um, I remember even like it is that kind of emotion that that sneaks up on me because in like even like Avengers Endgame, when you're like okay, and Captain America is about to like you know get beat up, and Thanos is coming, and then he's like, and then you hear you know kind of thing like on your six, and you're like, oh look, his friends are here, they're gonna rescue him, and all this other <laughs> kind of stuff. That you know, because I was like, they've got to do something, and you like they did such a good job putting you on the brink of emotion anyway that anything that happened next was about to like push you over the you know the the niagara falls of emotion and then yeah. they're like we got a line for you look his best friend's here to rescue him with everybody that we thought got snapped away for the last five years you know so i'm like okay you know so i i can't appreciate when a writer or director comes at you just right like sometimes it's so pandering where you're like, no, you came at me so aggressive that it didn't work. Like the Pepsi commercial almost is that much where I'm like, are you kidding me? That was, you can't assault me with emotion. That's not fair. You know, but other ones where you like, this was the setting. We kind of were expecting some sort of um, thing. You can wait. You don't need two more. So he just ate two. Bro- he's, 
He's a fourteen-year-old boy, but, so he because, chows. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because bratwurst so, look yeah. like a little food train. It's like you should put like a little. You should make it look like a little train car. Like, <laughs> I don't care up. anymore. He likes trains, but he doesn't care if it, his food looks like it. I'm actually very proud of him that he's like into because he used to only like like stadium brats, and I know this is very stream of consciousness of what my life looks like over here. <laughs> like normally, he used to only like those like beige colored stadium brats, and then he found like we we're at Byerly's and Lunds, and he saw these. And, uh, Cajun style and dually sausages, which he still calls bratwurst, but <laughs> they're red. And I'm like, and they say, you know, they got a little heat into it because he he was, you know, I'm not from here, but he is. And so I'm just like, really, buddy, they might have a little kick to them. Not super spicy, but they're spicy ish. And I'm like, sure, when I got him home, he wasn't going to eat them. And he picked them on purpose. And now that's all he ever wants to buy are these you know, bougie, <laughs> now adjacent. he's in a fancy, he's in a, yeah. he's like, oh, fancy tastes way better than, yeah. Yeah. Than and so I'm ones. like, right. And so I'm kind of, you know, I'm totally fine with that <laughs> because compared to regular old, did you, you know, make Franks, a mistake of getting them? You went back to the stadium ones and he was like, oh no, mom. <laughs> right. He won't even buy them. Like if he's with me at the store and I like, I go to pick him up, he goes, no. And I'm like, oh, okay. You mean, no, we're not getting them. When that, you, he used to put four of them in the cart. And so if we're there, like, he'll stop and go look at other ones. So, right, buddy? So you have a very distinctive palette now, distinguished palette. So that's good. I you know, that's it. a, it's good for him. So I'm like, cool. All right. We have upgraded our sausage <laughs> taste in the house. And I, you know, mom drinks, you know, sushi and Sauvignon Blanc. I mean, drinks Sauvignon Blanc and eats sushi. So mom's bougie adjacent. I can't get mad at him. He only eats like, 12 things so fine <laughs> like yeah. this is one of the 12 things he's decided he once likes he now. starts to get into like lobster mac and cheese oh. you're like all right maybe we throttle back on that Let's go to <laughs> you the, know, the, right the you know because right now you know with his very limited palate i would put up with it it was like what you know kind of stuff just because i'm like look a new food like anytime he adds a new food in i'm like super excited so i put up with it because it because the thing is with him, until it gets back to the point that he eats everything, right now I'm like, I wish he ate mac and cheese again. So if I had to throw some imitation crab up in it, cool. <laughs> Mom will figure something out to get him to like it, and it'll be fine. I'm very resourceful as far as, you know, like, it's all about the end game, not about the in-between. So, exactly. you know, he, yeah. yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. And oh. so. He's he's he is adorable and thank you and growing. I love it. Like, oh, gosh, it's yeah. every time I come over, he is <laughs> like I like I swear. Like at one point, he, we were the same size, and then the next time I came over, and he was just towering. He dwarfed you because how tall are you now, Joe? How tall are you? I'm, I'm five eight still since I was eighteen. Yeah, see, see, so yeah, he is taller than you now because he's five nine. Yeah. <laughs> and he already kind of was bulkier than you were when he was the same height. And so, yeah, so he's now he's five, nine and two eighty. So he's a big brick of a 14 year old. And of course, he's all like, yeah, that's, those two bratwurst, that's not yeah. enough. And my job is just to slow him down. Go slow down. Just wait. Go do something else. Make sure that they've settled. I'm not, I mean, I'm going to make him more. He just doesn't need to eat four bratwurst in one sitting. So I'm like, you got to wait. You go do something else. You know, see, make sure, see if you're full. Like, see what you're, take a lap. Your brain, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's it. Take a lap. 
take a lap. And then if you're still hungry, then we can't address that. But just wait, drink something, have some water, some fire, get some tea. Just let it sit up in there a second. And then you can come back to me and ask me for some more food. So, yeah. So we're good. We're hanging out. And it's, 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 you know, it's like I was talking to, you know, since it's new, new year, new, uh, our brand new, our first day of the new year today. Like everybody's like, uh, we were talking about stuff. I'm like, I'm not a full on resolutions person. I'm more of a general goals and personal mission statement person. Love it. You know, that stuff. But I mean, you, you know, you all, it, I do agree that it's a good time to evaluate. I just think that sometimes the phrasing that and the way that we treat our resolutions instead of setting yourself up for abundance and for growth, you set yourself up to feel bad in a position of, Oh, well, I, I, I didn't succeed because of the way that we phrase a bunch of these resolutions, well, you know, you're right. so, and not and, goals. And you know, how, yeah. yeah. And how mm-hmm. the resolutions have, it's like, it's not even resolutions. It's like, like these crazy wants. It's like, Oh, you know, yeah. this year I'm going to learn Italian. And it's like, all right, but are you really going to learn Italian? Like, you you didn't do really well at, like, uh, Spanish class in the seventh and eighth grade. So it makes you, guys, you think that you you're going to succeed in Italian in 2023. Do you guys ever write it down and then compare at the end of the year to see what you actually accomplished from your last year resolution? Or do you just, like, totally forget it? I will you know. I don't get, I, I don't get yeah. to July. Oh, geez. Like, when I was, see, because I, if I set a goal... Then, yeah, you know, I do write it down and I and I and I am a big um, proponent of setting goals overall. So I've never, you know, said, you know, so I may not have a full on like list of I'm going to as I go into the new year, start this list of that. You know, I'm more likely to kind of look back at, you know, the the idea of. Like I have notes all over my house right now, Britley, about a particular um, career monetary goal that I want to make by 2025. Um, and mm-hmm. I started this last year and I just was like, OK, well, what makes sense? And I, I rolled a number around first in my brain, then on my tongue, because you want it to be a goal is something that you haven't achieved, something that is attainable, though. But mm-hmm. instead of going, if it's something that you've done already, then that doesn't really, in my opinion, and from the people that usually have mentored me in this whole practice um it if it's something that you've done then that's not the same as a goal it may be something you want to do again but it's not the thing so you want to pick something that's tangible and that you can you know i do think it is important to write it down in certain places so i have like this note there's one in my bathroom there's one in my office there's one (laughs) in my bedroom and there's one on my refrigerator you know, kind of thing. I just took a, a piece of construction paper and I cut it up into sixes, like six equalish parts, and then wrote the dollar amount and 2025 on it and stuck it up in my house. And, you know, only shared like the actual amount with like certain people because you can't, you can't. You got to take put, it down when you have guests. Oh, are no, you coming over? No, it just doesn't really explain, explain it. It's just not something that I preemptively discuss yeah. with certain people that are outside of the circle where you, you know, do your goal setting and talk about all of that stuff because, you know, people may not be on the same, the you know, wavelength. just vibe the same. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So if they don't vibe the same as you, some people just aren't at that position yet where they can't project that they, way or they, they still see things. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, and so that's cool. If you're not there yet, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I totally get it. And I don't pressure people on that, but it doesn't work for me. 
mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. And like, and I don't need to surround myself with people that can, that are incapable of that because I, you know, I feel like my circle when I was younger, you know, I mean, like, like kind of grew up in that circle of, you know, don't be ungrateful. It's whatever you got is what you should be, what you're supposed to have. And you just, I'm very mm-hmm. grateful for everything I have. I think that, you know, I, 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 you know, as part of my daily gratitude practice, but that doesn't mean that I can't have goals and aspirations for other things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I also don't look at it and go, well, that goal is beyond you. You know, that goal yeah. is, that goal is too big. And that's how I choose to do stuff. Um, and it's not how everybody does. And I totally get that. Everybody someplace, you know, is in a different place of where they are in their journey and the way that they work at stuff. I <laughs> try to make decisions from a position of abundance, you know, kind <laughs> yeah. of thing. You know, and, kind of thing. And you're right. That's just me. A lot of people can't separate gr- gratefulness mm-hmm. with, with aspirations right. And, and, right. and growth. Right. You know, I, you know, I, you know, I worked really hard for a lot of this stuff. I'm very grateful. Uh, you know, like I, I can snap to gratitude a lot better now that I'm older than I was when I was a kid. Cause I just, you know, when I was younger, I just didn't really understand it or grasp why it was important uh, for that kind of stuff. And, you know, I, for me, because I just want to focus on what I can do to make my life as happy as possible. It's being able to stop down and be grateful and appreciate certain things in my life. As much as you look at the negative, just being able to go, yeah, but this other cool thing happened and it's not a one for one thing, but it's easy for our brains just to default back to whatever the negative stuff is. Cause that protects us from saber tooth tires and snakes behind rocks. Like going, Oh, some bad, <laughs> some bad's over there. If we go over there, that'll be a problem. Don't go over there. Uh, yeah, um, and I'm hoping yeah. that part of my body still stays around just in case, uh, <laughs> you know, I like, I, you know, there's a lot of rocks out there. Yeah. Yeah. There, and, and there's so, a lot yeah. of snakes behind them. Right. You know? And so <laughs> I, I know why my brain does that, but I'm like, cool. I acknowledge that, but I also want it to go. Yeah. But then remember how great that sunset was or wow, these flowers are really pretty so yep. that it doesn't always, every time you have a quiet spot in your brain, it defaults back to the, well, remember about the snake. I, yeah, I know. Yes. There's a snake. Yes. I did not forget about the snake, but I can still listen, enjoy this flower for a few minutes. (laughs) So that's just where I'm at, you know, a lot of my things. And, and it does kind of influence, you know, like, you know, a few years ago, instead of doing a, um, a resolution, I specifically did a mission statement. And, and this was, I started this one that I still work under, even though I have other things as well, but my general mission statement for my life and my career is I will use my art to care for my son and make the lives of other people better. And that was a mission statement that instead of, you know, when I'm like, okay, well, you don't want to just throw, you know, resolutions and those kind of things out the window just because you don't like the framing of that. I was like, but you can do a personal mission statement that can influence how you make decisions. So I came up with that in 2020 and we, and I'm sorry, in 2019 and made some headway on it, you know, kind of thing. And then things went into flux in 2020 and 2021. So yeah, I achieved a lot of that, but I didn't crush it to a point that that mission statement is no longer valid. I do think it is, you know, and so 
it was more of a, well, how do you frame it? How do you manifest it better? What am I doing with that particular mission statement? And that's what I'm looking for, you know, as I move into the next year is, oh, okay, well, here's your mission statement. How do you tie back into it? What do you, you know, how do you put that into practice? And that's what I'm looking forward into this next year is, you know where you wanted to start, but where is that? Is that, you know, how does that influence the bits you write in your standup? How does that influence the kind of gigs that you take and and the supports you give for, you know, your community members and the opportunities that you look for? That's what I think, you know, back to what you're saying, Britley, about do you look back? Yeah, I look back now and I go, OK, well, how can you be intentional about this particular mission? that you decided was your focus. Mm -hmm. And so it is good sometimes to look back and go, yeah, I did get this. Or, you know, here's the thing that I thought would move this forward. I thought about it, but I didn't really do it, you know, kind of yeah. thing. You know, I got distracted. It was on the list of stuff to do and it got derailed. And that's not always a bad thing. Maybe a different opportunity came back, came up instead. But it is a matter of like, but you put it, on the list, was it important enough to you that now that something else came up, you're not going to do it at all? Or is it like, okay, well, I'll circle back. And so sometimes I circle back to stuff and sometimes I go, well, the reason that you didn't do that is because you had another opportunity oh. to, so, to, oh. to, to oh. get whatever that was done, mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, okay, the end goal in this particular, you know, thing that you wanted to accomplish was to have X, Y, and Z happen. Well, X, Y, and Z happen in a different way. So yeah, the mechanism isn't a thing back to Joe's thing about speaking Italian. Like I, I started taking <laughs> last year, I don't even remember when, like I can do the math, but I just was like, you know, you've been saying that you were going to work on your Spanish again. You know, you're a voice actor. There's a reason to work on it. Cause just the, the practicing of different mouthfeel of different, you know, mm -hmm. dialects and things like that. I'm like, it can't hurt me. And there was a, I had read more than one study that was talking about, you know, what's good for your brain, keeping it lubricated and learning. So I'm like, okay, I'll do this. And I just got anything complicated, had downloaded a couple of books and, you know, like audiobooks on it. And then just started doing Duolingo, which is just a gamified, like, it's not, you're not going to get fluent on it. But I'm like, you, you can find <laughs> exactly. But you can go for 15 minutes a day instead of when I would have been doom scrolling. I can at least do a little bit of Spanish. It's still better than not doing it. <laughs> and so I like that you know, doom I'm, scrolling. Yeah, because yeah, I'm like, <laughs> it's not, you know, I'm like, you got a few extra minutes. Mm -hmm. You might as well. What are you going to do with it? OK, mm -hmm. well, I'll do this. It at least is adding to my positivity or getting me closer to the goal. And then, yeah, I got a better foundation than, you know, when I finally do get time to take legitimate Spanish lessons. It's all like, oh yeah, I remember like Finis de Semana means weekend, you know, kind of like just yes. <laughs> the and, foundation is in there a little bit. And yeah. I learned with games, like it's mm -hmm. number munchers was my jam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Mine right awesome. now is I've got, um, one that's like, it's called Wudoko, Wudoko. So it's one of those, um, where you're just moving a bunch of blocks around to try and like make, like fill in these blocks. So they disappear. And so going through school, so it's like 
like very like visual and then i do this other like wordscapes thing where it's kind of like a crossword puzzle but it doesn't give you the hints it's just the blocks and it's like here's the group of letters that can fill in all these spaces so instead of having to know the direct the the where they'll write you a, a, a clue and then you have to figure out what it is it's here's the spaces in the group of letters and you have to like unscramble them to make a bunch of different words so again it's super, it's super not out there saving the universe, like none of that. <laughs> but it's just like, well, what else can you do to chill out? And, and Brittany, you like, you know, like, I don't know what you guys wanted to talk about. You just got stuck with me talking. Um, but I mean, back to like one of the goals that I did have was just changing the way that I relate to my anxiety and kind of thing and just reframing and all this other stuff. And so that's one of the things that, you know, picking up these other tools, doing some other things like that. Not wanting to like eat all my feelings when I'm stressed out, like just relating yeah. differently to, to some of this stuff um, and being able to like note and be mindful about certain things. That was something that I started, you know, really kind of started, you know, and wasn't focusing on until I let myself have a really solid anxiety attack in 2019 and was like, yeah, you should work on this. Um, like you, <laughs> you, you kicked that bottle down the road too many times and now it's coming back to haunt you. You should fix that. Um, and, and work on some other stuff. And so it was a series of goals and never like a full on resolution again, but it was a, okay, I'm going to readdress the way that my son and I think about sleeping and stop looking like it's a badge of honor that I get by on no sleep. That's, dumb you're murdering yourself um nope. you know or looking at mental health like it was a luxury and you know joe and i have lost too many friends yep. uh to for me to sit there and not know it's a blessing and and you can lose people quickly you know and you can lose yourself and randomly um, and you yeah. can't and you can't help anyone if you're not doing good right and you know if you're not mentally stable yeah. it's like yeah. so right right for sure yeah. And our relationship with our mental wellness is, you know, a, a different process for all of us. And so for me, it's all like, OK, well, what's the issue? Like, what are you, right. you know, what you know, what repetitive actions do you have that you are not serving yourself with? And so those were continual mini goals that I would go, OK, I'm going to work on this for a while and just address this and see how this is and 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 be OK with internally you know going i'm gonna untangle this and it's gonna take me a while to untangle it because i'm 49 that's a long time to tangle um so <laughs> you know how can i untangle and so i'm like and having a, a more realistic expectation for myself well of course you're not just gonna wake up and be like i don't have anxiety anymore um that's not, that's not the way it works so you know that's that part has been kind of a, a continual reset of my goals. And then, you know, because there's not a finish line, you know, back to what, you know, for me and the way I, I, I look at it, really. So yeah, I look back and go, well, did you serve yourself by continuing to work on this thing? Do you feel, uh, you know, if you're looking for the tangibility of it, can you, you know, do you have days where you feel like you have that sense of peace sooner or that sense of calmness or like last night our show our second show was rough that was work um <laughs> and and but being able to go 
I'm still good. I'm good with it. You know, it's not going to, I'm not going to kick myself all night. I'm not going to beat myself up about, I could have, should have, would have, why didn't this happen? Just appreciate the parts of it that I did appreciate and go, yeah, sometimes this job is difficult, you know, and that's just how it is. You got to roll up your sleeves and just do it. And yeah, tonight was work. (laughs) But, Mm -hmm. but they were like, they were a fun crowd once you got them. And then, but then for some reason they just, they were like a they were like a lost flock of sheep. They were just unflockable. Like well, you get them had, for a second, and then we yeah. and then you lose. And you say something that you're like, I like a joke that I have heard you tell before. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I love this joke. They're gonna love this. And then they nope. then they they kind of give you a, a not a great re- like not the reaction that you wanted. And you're like, what the bejesus? Like what? And do- I'm like watching their body language and doing that stuff. And I said, you know. They're enjoying themselves yes. as much as they can. And it's, a, you know, it was, I was explaining to a, a non-comedy friend of mine, like the difference between, you know, why this is all hard. And he had asked me, is this the favorite thing? Cause I have a bunch of things. He's like, is this my favorite thing that I do? And I'm like, it's a major, it's a very important thing. That is a, a lot of what I do, but there are nights where it's being a comedian is not my favorite thing that I do because you're continually you're only as good as your last 15 minutes. Like it's like, and so it's from like, you're constantly chasing the next audience. So our first audience, it was a slam dunk. It was great. They all came to laugh. They came here. We came here. We want to have a good time. We came here. Our second audience, they weren't bad people, but they came for me to make them laugh. Mm -hmm. That's a totally different thing. Right. And so it's just a whole different vibe. And I'm like, okay, I can do that, but it's not nearly as much fun where we all came here, we're vibing and we came here to laugh versus the, oh, y'all came here because you heard I was funny. And so I have to prove it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so I can do that. I'm like, okay, I can do that. That's a whole different thing. Bummer, you know, because I would rather just chill with y'all. Yes. But nope. All right. That's what you came to do. Uh I will do that for you. Got it. Got it. Right. So. Yeah, you know, they're just tight, you know, kind of thing. Like not bad people, but just a little on edge, you know, kind of stuff. Just, you know, but been there before, you know, I've been there before and I'm like, oh, okay. There's I some, see you are. Do you guys- the nights, that first show, comedy wasn't work. Yeah. That was it. Right. It was just hang. Yeah. You were just the life of the party. Yes, do you, exactly. Do you guys enjoy doing crowd work? Is that? I love it. Um, yes and no. Um, I like talking to people. Um, I don't necessarily love doing it as my act because I'm a writer and a joke. And like, and so I'm like, I spent a lot of time trying to write some of these jokes um, that I think are really good. So sometimes I want to just be able to tell the things that I wrote because I also mm-hmm. think that they're my little babies. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can't you can't always do that, though. And so, you know, I like. I like talking to people like the first time you and I met Britley or like when I met when I ran into you at the restaurant again. Like it's I love getting to know people. I don't always need to do it in my stand up, though. So I would rather do that. Hey, I'm glad you had a good time. Let's talk after the show and use that as my interaction and have them enjoy the show in a different perspective of, oh, that was really funny. And now I want to hang out with her more. But you can't always do that. Like last night, if we hadn't done some crowd rap and really like pulled them back in, it wouldn't have worked, you yeah. know, because you really had to give them a chance to go. I'm like, so who are you? Because <laughs> I can't tell from the jokes that I'm telling. So I need to, <laughs> a minute just to figure out who you are. And then we will tailor this show for you because I'm glad you're here. You know, kind of That's stuff. Cool. I want you to start your year, you know, well, because 
you know, whenever people ask me like, oh, well, I don't know if I want to sit in the fund, you're going to pick on me. I'm like, I'll pick on people. I'm not going to pick on you. Now, I may ask you a question or That's interact with you. you. Yes. I'll converse with you, but I'm not going to pick. I'm not a pick on you. I'm not looking for somebody to pick on. That's not what my act is based on. I don't pick on people in real life. Right. You know, that's yeah. not my job, you know, I, and it, and that's not how I like I don't I get no joy from roasting folks. That's just not me. But I might ask you a question like, what's up? You know, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't like to I don't like the comedians that make fun of their audience. No. I, yeah, like I like some to have people fun like with that, you know, like some people like getting picked on a little bit and getting ribbed and yeah. i so i'm like cool here's a list of people that are excellent at that it's just not my jam those are the same people that that wear the garbage bags and sit in the front row at gallagher they want yeah they're like they, i came here to get sprayed yeah, okay they're mad mm -hmm. if they leave a gallagher show and their the bottoms of their feet aren't sticky right they're like came there here pick <laughs> on her okay you know i get it and i'm just like nah, i'm not that you know, I'll say something to you if it's your birthday. But if you came here to get a personal roast, you need to hire somebody else who knows what they're doing. I'm like, I get no joy from roasting people, I even get, my friends. I so. love interacting with an audience. When it goes yeah. right, it is some of the most fun that you can have. Agreed. Mm -hmm. I have I have gotten tours of the town, like been in small towns. <laughs> and like when I'm whenever I'm in small towns, I'm like, all right, uh, who has the keys to their respected establishment? Like, oh, what do geez. you do for work? Do you got the keys? Like, it's like, I work at a taxidermy shop. It's like, I've, I've gotten I'm tours going, of so many yeah. fun places. You got the keys? Let's get drunk and go to your taxidermy shop. He's like every, you know, part of the reason, like the way I describe uh, Coco to people who haven't met him, there's two that I use. So the one that's mean, I'm not going to use. <laughs> um, like, he's heard it. He's heard it. I'm like, remember, if, if you had like a squirrel that was your friend, but really high, um, that's that's him. Um, I say that he's like a hyper squirrel that then took a bunch of things that made him less hyper. That's what he is. Um, but I'm like, just an adorable. Oh, my God, he's so adorable. But how did he get so high? He's just a little furry thing. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, the other one is, is I describe him as if you had like, because especially like little older people really love Coco. And I think they're like, if I if my nephew was a functional pothead. <laughs> um, like that's Coco, you know, kind of stuff. They're like, oh, if my nephew could still function and do this stuff, but yeah, you'd be everybody. You're like everybody's nephew. So they're <laughs> like, yeah, I can show you this thing because yeah, it because it, you are really charming and all that works. But it's like, oh, that's just. That's just Joey, you know, kind of stuff. Yeah, he smokes the reefer, but he's so kind. And that's he's what so I'm, kind, I'm, and he fosters the dogs. Yeah, yeah, it's just Joey. I'm trying to get, I'm, that's, and I'm trying to do, I'm actively trying to get older people to be accepting of marijuana. Like, Why? Leave them alone. Because no, they're, they're the ones that vote. They're the voters. Yeah, but the, the ones who do like it, like you met my mom, she's fine with it and gotten high with more of my friends than I have because <laughs> I'm bad at it. But they're still weird old people. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> but I want like, to hear your war stories. I would wear, no, I'd wear the hat no. for the shit that you were on. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> you do all that. You are great at it. You do it. You do it. Uh, so I'm fine Shannon, with it. Thank you. Yeah. I, thank you so much. This was like the most fun. Like and so you're my pleasure. Yes. You're my most enlightening friend. Like you, you, <laughs> you always you got some you've got some things up your sleeve always. Oh, thank you, honey. I love everything you put out. It's I love turning on the TV sometimes and you're on it. It's yeah. like, yeah. I, like, I stop what I'm doing because sometimes I'll just like put the TV on in the background, just this like background <laughs> noise for the dogs so they don't bark at the yeah. mailman. And, yeah. and like, and, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, Shannon's on TV. So I'm just going to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate you guys. So anything I can do to help. So we're all going to get through this next year together and hopefully our adventures are less, um, aggressive than they have been the last few years no we I'd are fine with that we are Less determined aggressive. to have some fun and to bring yeah. all our friends with us so absolutely and thank you so much i like we i'd like let's chat and like we'll we'll chat off air and get breakfast and whatnot and stuff. absolutely absolutely go I get love, some pancakes love so. the heck out of you and i love, love you the, too the mission statement amazing the the like the goals that's the way to do it it's mm. don't learn italian meet an italian person <laughs> That's your goal for 2020. Okay, I like that. I like that. That's a great one. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, and just have have a wonderful day, and and good luck with uh, with being the bratwurst mom. Gotcha. No problems. (laughs) I love you too, Brittley. I'll run into you too soon. So thank you guys. Sounds good. Bye. 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 I absolutely adore Miss Shannon. I know she's amazing. Person. Um. Wait, and we had somebody calling back, so I'm going to call her back real quick. Who's, who will we call? Sam. Do you have any more you want to send, send over to me? Anybody else? Hello. Hey, Sam. It's Britt and Joe. Hi. I just got off of work. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like doing mornings. How'd it go? Good. I'm tired. I think I need a nap. Did you even stay up for the New Year's New Year's Eve? Absolutely not. I worked at 4 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know what I do, what I did last year. I gave you a little jingle. Um it's funny because last year I called you and I asked you what your New Year's resolution was and you're like, hold on, it's New Year's Eve. <laughs> Do you remember I didn't know that? Until my mom told me yesterday because she came over for Christmas because we hadn't done Christmas and she like wanted to take pictures and was, with like 2023 glasses. I'm like, what the heck? Why? <laughs> <laughs> Sam is really bad at like keeping track of holidays. <laughs> why? because she works is this like chinese new year or something like (laughs) i don't know she just works all the holidays so she just doesn't remember doesn't matter (laughs) yeah why are we taking pictures with this what is it is it a new year (laughs) your mom is like happy new year do you even sam do you even know how old you are uh, yeah, I'm 33 because it's divisible by 11, and 11 is my favorite number. <laughs> <laughs> so this year you're remembering it. Yeah, you remember like, it. I remember this year. After, I used like, to get a phone call all the time, and she's like, Britt, quick, how old am I? 
because we have the same birthday, but she's a year younger, so she's just like, how, just, yeah, how just, old are I'm, how old am I? How old are you? How old am I? Am I your? Am I the younger one? So am I the older one? At once the number is not divisible by eleven, you're going to start getting phone calls again, Britt. Like, hey, yeah. how old am I? Yeah, yeah, I got a, I got a thirty-three this year, so I know. <laughs> um. So, what is your New Year's resolution, Sam? I don't know. Uh oh. Um, probably something to do with my sobriety. I want to make it to a year, which would be in August. Oh, yeah. Nice. Um, I'm at four months now, so. Congratulations. Happy with that. Um, I think that's a. That's a really good. Yeah, that's a really good goal. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. And that things are going well for you. Do you feel better? Yeah. What What is your favorite part about the four months? Um, I don't know. There's nothing really that great about it. Have you been doing <laughs> anything fun to replace it as a, as a replacement? No. <laughs> no, not yet. Not yet. I do a lot of diamond dots. What's a diamond dot? It's like a little art thing where you like, have, no, I like, know. Wait, like, that's oh, diamond art. Number, but with beads. Oh, were you like yes. blue? And you Boop. have to use like the, the little Boop. pen or the little yeah. like it's like a little tweezer <laughs> oh, to like fun. put them in place. Yeah. And, I, okay. I'm like obsessed. <laughs> so there was a lady at there were two ladies at my old job that used to do those, and they would send pictures in the group chat of these diamond shaped art, and like they're like these little are they, they are they plastic diamondy beads? Yeah, they're like little beads, and then yeah, like the picture is cement that you're putting the beads onto and then you have to use like a little pen <laughs> do you have like, like what kind of light do you use to make sure that you're to keep your 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 board all lit appropriate <laughs> do you have a do you have a oh, headlamp you don't have to light up the board no i mean like like because you had lamp you, you, you want to do it in a well-lit room and whatnot so do you use like what kind of do you have like no. a lamp that you sit by or like is it i mean there's like a lamp in the corner of my living room that i turn on <laughs> okay well you don't want to put the wrong color bead you know if it's like in the dark like too, it's too dark in the room you're like oh crap did i think those were blue i thought all the greens were blue oh, oh my gosh <laughs> no, i did mess it up yesterday but how um, how did you mess I, it up I, I i thought i was doing six but i was doing five so that I to, like, <laughs> but i actually found um when i was having withdrawals like i was shaking and one of uh post with post acute withdrawal symptoms is like memory having issues with memory and concentration and i started doing them because it really helps with that because you really have to concentrate and you can't really be shaking trying to put them on there so that's why i started using it and it really really helped with that and then now i just can't stop (laughs) that's awesome that's a really cool way of yeah managing that So no, that's like so. Your first, uh, your first diamond art was a little, was a little wonky. It was a little shaky. Um, <laughs> you got a lot better. I, You're I like, oh, those are like one of my go first back ones. And, like, fix it after I'm doing it. <laughs> but no, because I, I went to Hazelden and they like sell them at the little store there, and a lot of the other girls did it too. Oh, oh. Um, so they recommend for helping in the beginning. Um. Well, I didn't. 
nobody really said anything. I just saw a lot of girls doing it. And then when I started doing it, I was like, wow, this really helps. <laughs> it was viral at Hazleton. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, all of us uh, addicts and no, that's I like it's, So the reason I ask, because I do some painting on the side and I uh, recently have acquired a one of those headband lantern lights. And like mm-hmm. for your, for your, you put over your forehead and, uh, like I used it to, it started, uh, I used it just to, when we took the dogs for a walk or let the dogs out at night. And then <laughs> all of a sudden Britt walks in and I'm, I'm painting and I got the headlamp on, <laughs> like pointed down at the artwork to make sure it's lit appropriately. So I thought, I was oh, like, Oh wow, hey, you should get, the, get one, Sam. You should give it a the, try. I don't think I, I don't think I need that. <laughs> 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 I was doing some delicate little painting. I, like, I needed I needed all the light I could get. See, I'm not I'm not super artistic, so I do the. It tells me where to put it, <laughs> but ni- it looks pretty after. <laughs> neither am I, Sam. Like Britt will send you a photo later of what you are so artistic. Whatever. What are you talking about? Both of you are great. I think I can barely write like words. I I'm just a comedian that happens to paint, and I'm hoping that my comedy. And podcasting abilities are like, wow. And he can paint. I think my painting looks like, have you ever seen when elephants paint something? When they give like an elephant a paintbrush? That's how I feel like my paintings turn out. Like that's, I feel like uh, I'm there with, I like, if I, if I ever like just told people that, oh yeah, those are all, uh, I, I go to Africa once a year. I bring a bunch of paint supplies from Michael's and canvases. And uh, yeah, I have a bunch of elephant friends. They do a bunch of paintings for me. And then I come back up here and sell them. Helps their, their tribe of elephants. Like, uh, I think people would be like, oh, that's awesome. But if I was like, hey, I painted these in my house when I was, I ate a bunch of mushrooms and I painted these. They'd be like, this is ridiculous, Joe. What do you do with your time? You should get into puzzles. Have you heard of diamond art? (laughs) Sam, you tried to become a puzzler. What happened there? I know I used to put some puzzles together when I was at your house. I'd just be on the phone. I'd be like, oh, I just did a thing. That was one puzzle. But that it never got done. <laughs> I know. It was never finished. Me and Brett thought we were going to do puzzles together, and that just didn't work out. <laughs> you just have this one unfinished puzzle mm-hmm. that's just sat we never there for. It. Yeah, just sat there for. Until one of you guys just put it back in the box. Just, ah. Uh, just, well, like, I... eventually the cats are, like, throwing them off the table. <laughs> <laughs> I, now, is, is someone that does puzzles a puzzler? I'm, I don't know. Bernie just came out with that one. I'm okay, not sure. Okay, because I was going to say, it, you really, a puzzler sounds not like someone that loves to do puzzles, but more like a crappy character, like a villain from Batman. He's the puzzler. He oh sends you puzzles and you have to yeah. solve them or else <laughs> someone in Gotham City dies. It sounds right. A puzzler. Oh, no, Batman. It's the puzzler. <laughs> yes, Robin. It's the puzzler. <laughs> It seems like we've got another puzzle from the puzzler. Back to the Batcave, Robin. Like, let's feed this puzzle into the Bat computer and depuzzle it. Gee, Batman, why does the puzzler gotta always do all these evil things? It's like, it just. Oh my goodness. I love. Were you guys. did Were either of you Batman people? Like I, no. I loved Batman was one of my favorite because he was just a guy, 
whose parents got murdered when he came out of the opera and he was just like uh, yes he was a rich he was rich but he was just a guy he didn't have any superpowers he was just the power of unlimited money if like elon musk decided to (laughs) be not even earning the money yes it's it's like if elon musk decided to be a real life superhero i feel like that would be the same but there are, we discovered, Joe, or you introduced to me that there are real life superheroes. Do, do you know about this, Sam? Hmm. Oh, they're, they're real people that do regular day jobs, but then at, at night, night. They like put on costumes and actually and be And like superheroes. patrol the neighborhood. It's like yeah, that's a, illegal. It's, it's illegal? It's, yeah. There, there's, yeah. A, there's some that like work with the police departments. What? There's some that like are just uh-huh. like rogue like they just like yeah but it's <laughs> it looks like they're going to comic-con it looks like they're walking to comic-con it's, they're just like people that annoy actual police officers <laughs> usually uh, yes there is there is a bit of hey stay out of my stay out of our way and let us uh actual do our job <laughs> yeah let us do our job yeah <laughs> uh, i i don't think they're stopping i don't think they're solving murders <laughs> but i like i just getting- there's 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 like a whole there's societies across America I like that that different groups and they there's team ups yeah it's, it is if you look into it's a rabbit hole if you need a, an internet rabbit hole that is that has like that you can like just like it has all the the emotions to it you'll you'll laugh you'll cry you'll love it <laughs> it's like there's even villains. There, there's villains out there that they like they there's like they a battle yeah, no there's like a guy in, in i think it's rochester minnesota and he is uh, a villain yeah he's a villain he goes around trying to hit on women and then the the superhero she like helps girls not have sex with this guy what i i, I swear that was a story they like she's like the pu- he's the puzzler it sounds like a crazy ex-girlfriend. No. <laughs> you asked me. And they just You'll never have sex with another woman again. They, they used to do cosplay in Comic-Con and so now they just they now just Now she just to, like, yeah, she's just like he's evil. He is STD. We should have we should have talked to Miss Shannon about real life superheroes cuz Oh, does she know about them? No, I oh. but she loves the the Comic-Con and the cosplay. Like it, it it's she loves that that range of uh that wheelhouse that's yeah, in our yeah. wheelhouse so real life superheroes isn't too far off mm-hmm. it's if you t- if you take the comic-con uh if you if you take your comic-con costume and like change it up a little bit so it's not uh you know you like hey uh you can't just walk around the streets in your iron man costume <laughs> like, yeah but i made it at home like it's like yeah but you can't walk around the streets in your iron man costume that's not part of our real life superhero crew we're not <laughs> we're not these re- we designed all of our own costumes you can't you can't join our crew if you're just gonna wear your homemade iron man costume <laughs> <laughs> so sam what what do you got what do you have in store today um, I'm gonna go home and take a nap because I'm super tired, and then I'm probably gonna hit an AA meeting tonight because I haven't I been to one in like forever. <laughs> and then go be go to sleep at like eight because I gotta work it for. 
being responsible. You're the real life superhero. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Working at four in the morning. Keeping America going. And I actually, tonight, I work until midnight. Late night. At a coffee shop. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> get all people all jacked Wait. up for the second. What? Coffee shop's open till midnight? This one is, yes. It's usually open till two, but they changed the hours after the pandemic. <laughs> why? Thank goodness. Because being open at two, that's like... Why are they open till midnight? It's a high volume coffee shop. People need their caffeine up until yeah. it's the late night crew getting on. Those those ten and eleven o'clock. Those uh, college students trying to get their last papers. Gotta in. get this paper done. Yeah, I gotta get this paper done. Mm-hmm. Drink coffee, stay woke, stay alive. I don't know. That's how that's how Minneapolis is. Stay, stay woke. woke. They they go to this coffee that shop. And they stay woke. I gotta stay woke. I gotta stay woke. I'm feeling feel a little feeling a little unwoke right now. What was that, Sam? <laughs> I don't want to stay woke. I'm going home to go to sleep. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm dreading the shift tonight, but you know what? I just do them every once in a while, and uh, today's just the day that I really power through. Feeling kind of unwoke. <laughs> Can I get a double shot, please? I feel woke again. Oh, thank you. I'm feeling woke as heck. Woke as heck. <laughs> I'm, I'm so woke, I'm shaking. Girl, how you feeling? Woke, woke as hell. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go, though, because I'm about to check out and right. head home. Have a Shop wonderful right, day. Have a good day, Sam. Happy yeah, New you Year. Too. All right. Happy New Year. Bye. Yeah. Oh, Bye. wrong one I hung up on. Hello. Teddy. Joey, how are you doing, buddy? Happy New Year, man. I'm doing great. Uh, Britt and I are here. We're just doing... Happy New Year. We're doing our podcast. Happy New Year. Uh, calling uh, our friends to talk about what uh, their resolutions are for the year. Um, my resolution is to have a baby. I'm so excited, dude. I like. I love the photos that you guys sent. And like, Tiff is looking adorable. Like, it's... I haven't, you know, uh, any any sonogram photos. Send them our way. We love we love sonogram photos. The cute ones, the cute yeah, well, sonogram we, photos we put up going on to the get our fridge. first one on the sixth on Friday. Adorable. Oh, exciting! That's exciting. That's exciting. Yeah. A healthy baby. Get healthy baby. We have a healthy baby. But like, hey, you should have them uh, when you do it. Like, you should uh, jelly up your belly and be like, all right, hit me with one too. I want to see what's in there. Jelly up my own belly. And yeah. Mine as well. <laughs> Jelly your belly. Jelly bro. your belly. Are you gonna solidarity you <laughs> the the whole thing. Solidarity. See what he ate. I, I don't know if you want to see a hairy jelly belly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's good. I think that sounds more like someone's. Uh, that's a Japanese it? man's fetish. Kink. That's like yeah, someone's that's a kink. kink. <laughs> <laughs> And there's, you could sell your underpants in a uh, those jelly underpants in a uh, in a yeah, Japanese. Yeah, fresh out. I've been selling them all. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> People are like, "Hey, we need more of that large man hairy underwear," and I'm like, "Coming right up." <laughs> you can't jelly them up fast hair. enough. <laughs> so I'm so excited. No, for no, you I pay a dollar. I sell it for two. Is, so is know. there is there a name picked out? Oh yeah, his name is Atticus. Ah, like, uh, what is that book? To kill a mockingbird. Yes, is that what you named him after? Well, we didn't kill we didn't kill him, but <laughs> we were definitely naming him Atticus. I love and, it. Yeah, and yeah, we his named him after name. the book. 
Oh, his middle name is Thanos. Yes, I love it, bro. Wait, all right, and now, now explain the middle name. Well, it's Atticus because of To Kill a Mockingbird. It's Thanos because he's the destroyer of all worlds. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, I absolutely love that. That like, is great. Yeah, he's he's ha- already has, has this namesake of. <laughs> well, the the best part about it was it's like. For months leading up to, like, you know, when Tiff and I would ever discuss whether we were going to have a kid, I'd always jokingly say, yeah, we got to name it Thanos. <laughs> and she would always be like, we're not naming our kid Thanos. It's not happening. We're never <laughs> going to have a kid named Thanos. So then when she actually got pregnant, she was like, okay, look, I'll bend on the middle name. Uh, and I was like, I never wanted his first name to be Thanos. That would have been ridiculous. <laughs> I'm going to ridiculous my son. Like, oh, this is my son Thanos? No, no one's going to take him serious. <laughs> so, so Eddie is a I nickname? I actually got what I wanted by wanting, like, it's kind of like negotiation. Yeah, you yeah there you go. You're like, I will only you have a child with you hands. if you name it yeah. Thanos. Well, maybe you guys were just on the same page already. You guys were just already yeah, both there. Yeah. You're well, the thing is, then she said if it was a girl, we were going to name her uh, Keely Jean. Because Jean is the running female middle name in her family. So, like, she almost had a normal name. But, you know, I knew it was a boy. So it was like, yeah, that's not happening. Yeah. That's so great. (laughs) Is Tim in the background like, what? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we all knew what was happening. I knew we knew it was a boy because uh, the day she got a birth control is the day that she got pregnant. <laughs> the day that happens that quick, you know, it's got to be a boy's doing. That's yeah, it's, <laughs> that was some fast sperm. You know how boys like to race, <laughs> right? They're always kicking out the other sperm out of the way. They're like, hey, nah, my turn. What are you guys doing? What you guys want to race? I'll race you to that. Uh, I don't know. Race you to, uh, first one to that egg over there. <laughs> I'll go to that giant go. orb. What's and there's always like one, thing? yeah, I'll race you to that giant orb over there. <laughs> go! And then there's always one sperm that like gets a real slow start, like, hey, you cheated, you said go, and I wasn't ready. And then, and then he like, and then he's off to the races, but he never catches up. No, that's just your sperm from all the um, pot you smoke, Joe. <laughs> 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 I have great sperm. <laughs> I, I like. Who told you this? Who lied to you? <laughs> <laughs> they're doing they're doing wind sprints down there right now in my balls. They're, they're just every time doing... you go to the sperm bank, they're like, "Yeah, this is great sperm." They're like, "See, they told me." <laughs> they a plus sperm over here. <laughs> my they sperm. put a big stamp on it like in a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> there you are, sir. A plus sperm. Here's the five dollars we promised you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just getting it's this done on fiber. Dude. That's just a homeless guy under the bridge. It's excellent <laughs> sperm. Tastes like pineapples. What? Next time I want you to do a, a pineapple cleanse before you come into Baza. <laughs> <laughs> helps that, uh, keeps that sperm A+. Plus. So, yeah. <laughs> So, dude, yeah, we just we're calling everybody to check on the resolutions to say Happy New Year. This podcast should be out like very shortly. 
Uh, cool. But, uh, yeah, dude. We like I love the shit out of you. I can't wait to meet little Atticus Thanos Evans. Yeah, did you get your uh, did you get your thing? We did. Your... Thank we. The card is adorable. My favorite picture is you guys both holding your own bellies. <laughs> yeah, of course. You know, I didn't want to, I, I told her she's like complaining about her feet and her back, and I'm like, yeah, I'm fat all the time. <laughs> I don't have nine months and then dropping it. <laughs> so Tiffany pregnant is just her walking a mile in your shoes. <laughs> Pretty much. It was just like, hey, I bet you that you wouldn't. I bet you wouldn't know what it's like to be fat. She's like, deal. It's like an ABC reality show. Yeah, we just got a baby out of it. On top of it. Yes. <laughs> Dude, I love you. Tell Tiff I said hi. I, I cannot wait. Uh, send send the sonogram photos our way, bro. Sounds good. Talk to you soon, Joe. Love you, Teddy. See Bye. ya. Love you. Bye. Well, we hope you had fun on our adventure. I know we did. Where will they be next? You'll find out on the next episode of We're Over Here Now. now.